we're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your host, Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Sean Cannell. Yes. Pumped to be right. here. <laughs> so give me a little bit of your origin story. Like, how did you get into this whole YouTube game and becoming an author of a YouTube book and all this stuff? Give, give us some of your backstory. Yeah, I mean, it goes a ways back. But the nutshell version is in 2003, I was living in a small town an hour north of Seattle, Washington, called okay. Arlington, Washington, or Marysville. Mm-hmm. And I was volunteering at my local church, small church, in the youth group. And the youth pastor handed me a video camera, a Canon HV30 with mini DV tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember these. Come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, he handed me that and and Adobe Premiere Uh version 1.0. You know, and now we're in like the creative cloud and everything. And he said, start making videos. And you know what, Daniel? Your first videos are always your worst videos. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, because you, you, you just got to start. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was this is 2003. So as a volunteer, I started doing weekly content for our youth group. And literally, we would shoot on the mini DV tapes, capture minute for minute through Firewire, edit, capture it back onto the tape, put it in a VHS converter to make it larger, and play it through a VCR on our projector on Wednesday nights at Youth Group. And (laughs) in 2003, it's not even that long ago, but I mean, like, VHS, like, what are we talking about? But, like, um, ultimately, I started making weekly videos. And it was a cool thing, because YouTube hadn't started yet, and social media hadn't started yet. But And the videos were terrible, but it was the discipline of creating consistent content. And Mm -hmm. after one year, the senior pastor was like, your videos aren't too bad now. Let's do these announcements on Sunday as well. So now I'm doing two videos a week as a volunteer, 104 videos a year, plus a few extra projects. And that just kind of reminds me of the importance of repetitions. Oh, yeah. Like just your first is you're never good the first time you show up to the gym or anything, but you keep putting in the repetitions and you can grow. So it's kind of a head start. And then the first YouTube channel I managed was my churches in 2007. Yeah. Still didn't know about thumbnails, titles is super early, but I was doing it. And by 2009, I launched a business called Clear Vision Media. Okay. And I, I had all self-taught with video, but now I'd been doing wedding videos. I was doing some videos for some small businesses, um, YMCA or like Phil Smart Mercedes in Seattle. So some of that's happening. And then I'm also doing some YouTube stuff on the side as well, trying to build my confidence. And so I went through a few different paths, but now my video experience is over 15 years. They talk about the 10,000 hour rule. I'm probably at 30 or 40,000 hours on being in front of camera, being behind yes, the camera, uh-huh. editing. Which, which shows in your videos that you're very, you're very put together. <laughs> Man, if other people did it as much as me, they'd be, if people were like, wow, you do it so polished. I'm like, look, if you've done over 2,000 videos, yeah. you, you would have probably be further. So 2009, you started your own, your own media company. Yeah. Remind me of the name again. Clear Vision Media. And then did you jump full time? With that? Yeah. So actually, no, I was waiting tables at Red Robin. And I also, I worked at Red Robin for 10 years during my journey from 17 to 27. Oh, wow. Part time. Because I could sometimes just do like one shift a week or no shifts. Uh But in case I could, it didn't have the flexibility. Yeah. So I was working at Red Robin. I was still working part time uh, at a church. And they don't pay well, so that's a little stipend. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I was also um, doing the, kind of the video work. Eventually, though, um, through working with some YouTubers, and this goes back uh, to video influencers now, the co-author of YouTube Secrets, Benji Travis, we met in the same small town. Okay. And you can imagine, I was kind of doing YouTube stuff. Him and his wife were doing YouTube stuff. At the time, 
she had 150,000 subscribers, which in a small town in 2010, that's you were huge. Like, like fall out of your chair yeah, stuff. You're like, yeah. you've got to be kidding. Like, yeah. I didn't believe him. We met at the YMCA. I was like, that's, yeah, right. Like she lives in Marysville, whatever. And uh, sure enough, and so that's when we first met and we started to work together um, shooting some projects for them and doing some things. That brought me to Las Vegas on a project related to YouTube and working with YouTubers. But I visited a church there and that ended up leading to a director of communications position, kind of a marketing director at kind of a mega church, okay. which was a huge part of my story because um, I started doing email marketing and Facebook ads. Oh, okay. And the lead pastor was uh, is a well-known international speaker, wrote a couple books. I helped him launch a few books, do a couple book launches, recorded. I went to some conferences. Like I got him in a room, recorded all his audio. We handed the audio files to like a editor in the church yeah. and like smashed some projects together, launching Kindles, um, shooting videos, traveling with them, doing micro content, social media. And I was freelancing on the side as well Gosh. as much as I could because part of my journey. And I think, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Ken Coleman calls it the proximity principle and he's writing a book soon. And he said like, Whatever it is you want to do or you want to learn, you want to immerse yourself in that. Mm -hmm. And the closer you can get to that kind of stuff, the better. So I knew I wanted to be in marketing, yep. speaking, communication, and all this kind of stuff. But I loved having the chance to be working, getting paid, but also learning on the job. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was managing other people's personal brands, seeing what posted well, which yeah. ones didn't. And that was 100% influential into the success we're having today. And so that was about uh, 2009 to the end of 2015 almost, okay. to the beginning of 2015. Wow. That's awesome. So essentially you honed your craft first as a video creator. Yeah. And then you started adding the marketing knowledge and the experience as you went along with these other opportunities. 100%. And then I'll, just to complete the story, October 15, uh, 2015... Um, I had transitioned out of these roles and I was freelancing only. And the way we paid the bills mainly was three clients okay. making about five grand a month. Okay. And I then was also doing YouTube stuff, but that was generating, you know, as a content creator, as a YouTuber, a couple hundred a month, okay. maybe even like a thousand dollar a month, but yeah, still not like, like pay all your bills type money. Yeah. And I will never forget October, 2015 because month after month, um, or the first week, Client calls me, hey, we got to let you go. No big deal. It's one out of three. Second week, uh -huh. client calls, we got to let you go. Okay, one out, the majority, 66%. Yeah. Third week, fired there too. So <laughs> lost all of our clients in one month, 80 to 90% of our revenue. But for the first time in my life, because I'd done all this other stuff, you, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm juggling, I'm trying to learn a lot. Now, uh, First of all, for the fourth week, it was Ben and Jerry's Netflix and depression. But, the <laughs> but then once November 1st turned then around. Then you realize how much Ben and Jerry's actually cost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I need to make some money. <laughs> and so uh, then in that, that beginning of November, I got some advice from a mentor of mine, David Goldstein. And he's like, look, I'm not worried. And he, he's independently like been successful online mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I'm like, well, bro, I know you're not worried. I mean, can, you don't send me checks though either. So I know you're not worried. I am worried. You though. have food My in your cupboards. Yeah. Um, and he's like, but I'm glad he said that because he's like, no, I think like you have um, probably waited too long to jump off the cliff of entrepreneurship. And it looks like God just clicked you off, kicked you off. Yeah. And so it was all in. So at that moment now, now I was like, wait a minute, I have nothing else to do. I don't have a boss. I don't have clients. All I have is like my YouTube channel and my knowledge. Yeah. And in two months, we had replaced that income. And the next year, we broke six figures. And the next year, we broke seven figures. And just like from there, it just took off. It's awesome. Um, and so I wish I could have said, I, 
you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but sometimes it's hard to see, and and you know, there's fear, and you don't have the confidence for it. But that's kind of been the journey since then. That's awesome. You actually went to your poop to gold moment without me even asking. <laughs> I that, actually have a better poop to gold do? moment. Though. Okay, well, let's get to that because that that story is amazing. So let's just up up a, go up an ante here. Okay. But, well, our our my the. The main story uh-huh. that has been kind of like if it's the hero's journey, it's yeah. it's that shaping event um, that I've I've told a lot in our community, but was actually uh, right around 2009, and it started earlier. So during this journey, we've just talked about it. Uh, I married my wife. Met my wife at uh, around 20. I think we got okay. married at 21. Okay, 2005. Yeah. We'd known yeah, each other young. almost two years. Yeah, super young. Uh-huh. Married for a couple of years. 2007, she goes on a trip to the Philippines. Okay. Gets really sick. And comes back um, and for years, actually, is not being diagnosed by doctors. Like, she's throwing up 10 to 15 times a day. Oh, my word. Dropping weight. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. And during that time, this is 2007, as this starts happening, the bubble bursts in in, uh, the U.S., the big short. Mm -hmm. And we had a rental property, the house we were living in, that we were actually renting with the family, believing that we'd get equity and whatnot. The whole thing comes crashing down. Yeah. And her health's under fire. So now we're losing our homes. Our tenants lost their job. They're in, you know, it's total devastation. On top of that, the church I was volunteering at, some of the senior leadership like steals some money and things just go terrible there. Yeah. So from every side, we have health hitting our family. Financial finance is devastated. We're dual income. She's hustling jobs because together we believe in this dream that we're trying to build something else when it comes to our company getting off the ground or YouTube, but it's not happening yet. So we're getting crushed from all sides. And she got to a place where she almost died. And we actually found ourselves in the hospital room for six days, Seattle, Washington. And I'm by her bedside. And uh, first of all, you're like, why is this happening? Like, what are we going to do? But you have tons of time to reflect, think about what matters most. And it also was a whole nother, like for me, it was like, man, I got to level up as a man, as a leader. Yeah. as a provider. Yeah. And I got to, I got to be serious about this at a whole nother level. And so it was such a crushing moment, but it was also, it, 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 you know, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. Yeah. And there was the response in that. So I was like, I got to go all in on this. And I, and this is the story. So one of those days she's asleep in the hospital. I walk to Barnes and Noble across the street. I buy a success magazine. Okay. They have the CDs back when they had the CDs. In okay. Them with the yeah. You bet. The you bet. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, I pop the CD in my giant laptop and throw on some headphones and I'm listening through who the speakers are. And I hear this guy, his name's Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Yeah. And fireball, right? Yeah. Anybody that knows Gary. And he's yeah. talking about how, why now is the time to cash in on your passion. He just wrote the book, Crush It. So I'm like, this sounds very interesting. So next day I go and buy it at Barnes and Noble and I read it in the hospital. Yeah. And that's that book has changed a lot of lives. In fact, yeah. he recently wrote Crushing It, and I didn't make it in the book, but I got on the blog. So uh-huh. they, they pulled my story because yeah. in that time, I was like, oh, when I finished the book, I actually didn't know what tactics to do. Yeah. Not that they weren't in there. I just left. I didn't know what to do next. All I knew was we were going to do that. Yeah. And I was like, my motivation, too, I've, I've learned that reasons come before results. Okay. And it was me like digging deep reasons during those days where I was like, look, social media for a lot of people can be about the fans and the fame and the followers, which is all cool. Like whatever fortune. But I was like, this is about like my family. Yeah. And this whole, I don't want to make like passive income and drink a margarita on a beach. Right. I want to work from home because I don't know what it's going to look like for us to raise kids and to deal with chronic illness. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Like we need a life on our own terms because our life just got so disrupted. Right. So that was like the motive um, that really began to fuel me. And, and it was all in from there. So it was kind of a turning point of seriousness, of dedication, of resolve, and also of like, I'm going to figure this out. I right. know it. Like I, I'm convinced it works and that it can work for anybody, but I just got to hustle and study. So from there, podcasts, webinars, events, mm. courses, books, it was like studying everything because I wanted to take advantage of this remarkable time in history we're living in to build a life on your own terms and to have real freedom for whatever your aspirations are or your life circumstances are. And so from there, you were able to take knowledge and go apply, apply, apply over and over again, essentially to where you've landed at where, where you are now. Like, was there a moment when you were like, I, I don't know if I want to use the turn, oh, I've made it, but where it was a turning point where you were like pulled back from the brink of like, oh my gosh, this is like teetering on the edge of like, how am I going to make this happen to this is, this is actually happening now. Yeah, ironically, when after I went through the Ben and Jerry's and the Netflix week, <laughs> once the dust settled, I felt like that was it, though, because it was the beginning of me for the first time being completely independent, even mm -hmm. though we didn't have the money yet. So I felt like that was Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. And then ever since we made enough to pay our bills on our own terms, it's been Christmas and gratitude since. Like every yeah, single amazing. day has been, you know, because I just wake up and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm at work from home. And by the way, my wife, Sonia, is doing amazing. Like we're still dealing with chronic illness. Yeah. And of course, like whether that's medical bills or freedom and flexibility, but like just immense gratitude that we can, we built our whole business around that. So yeah. however she's feeling, whatever we do, where, wherever we want to be, whatever we want to do. So made it wasn't a financial it was mainly just being able it was like look if we can cover the bills yeah and i know this is probably most people like you just think about it. if you can cover the bills and do what you love and and like have something that works for your life circumstances that's an amazing world to live in it's an amazing world to live in and so i i'm sure there's other levels of success and we're still yeah, ambitious sure but it's like i hope i'm i never forget that like i'm just 10 10 grateful every single day of my life just once we hit that point. That's awesome. Did they ever find a diagnosis for your wife? Well, so it's, she has gastroparesis. Okay. Paralysis of the stomach. About 5 million Americans have it. And it's the vagus nerve gets damaged. So they call it idiopathic. Okay. So sometimes kids are being born with it or um, later in life it's triggered. So what happened probably was on the trip, a bunch of people got sick with like food poisoning. Yeah. But it was the trigger for the idiopathic chronic illness called gastroparesis. Up. So she has a gastric stimulator. It's like a pacemaker okay. for your heart, but it's for your stomach. For your stomach. Because you have slow digestion. Yep. And so even things like, I mean, grateful for things like that. Like we had, we just recently went through actually a year of kind of hell, to be honest. Yeah. Because every um, eight to 10 years, the battery has to be replaced or the unit mm -hmm. has to be replaced. And there were some errors in the surgery. But all that to say, um, we've definitely been able to thrive in the midst of challenging circumstances. And I'm sure everybody listening can relate to that because yeah. everybody's dealing with something um, in their family or in their personal life. You know, Do you guys have kids? No kids yet. Okay. Yeah. And that's part of our journey. Yeah, yeah. It's not that it in initially or directly affects that, yeah. but the whole, everything that comes no, along for with sure. it affects nah, it. So. Just curious. And that's been another motive, honestly, as an entrepreneur, because I started thinking, I was like, well, wait, we need to make, again, revenue generate profit because maybe it's full-time nanny maybe it's uh me being able to build a team enough that mm -hmm. i could pull back my work hours so again it's like you start orienting your targets and i, I have nothing against like ferraris and you know whatever people yeah. want to do but again like everything 
I really believe that money fuels mission. Yeah. And uh, so that's we want to make big wealth, but it's, you know, what do you want to do with it? That's right. Yeah. So let me ask about just some of the practicalities of kind of your creative process or just your business in general, yeah. right? So with your business, I'm assuming not all your revenue is coming from, you know, YouTube. Where, where does that balancing act of how much um, you're all in on YouTube versus diversified in other areas? Happy to go in detail. Yeah. Um, so the first thing, and as a macro principle, regardless of YouTube, I think is always to find something that's working and work it. Yeah. So what I discovered was two things. YouTube is a search engine. Yep. And I really began to study ranking videos in search yep. and taking advantage of that for discoverability. And two, I discovered affiliate marketing okay. um, where you could talk about whatever, yep. you know, whether it's software, cameras, and for anyone listening, you can sign up at amazon.com and become an affiliate and yep. if you recommend it or a brush yep. uh, and someone buys it you get four to ten percent of that sale yeah and anything else that person purchases for 24 hours yep. which is the cookie duration of amazon yeah so um so for example if you do a little bit of a review on like a yeti microphone yep then you're posting an amazon um affiliate link. affiliate link mm -hmm. to it and amazon was the main focus for me so mm -hmm. early on i actually did a whole series for a couple years while i was working uh from kind of 2000 uh, 10 to 2015, I was experimenting. So I have a personal channel, just my Sean Cannell channel, and I would do health-related products. I'm into like green juice and yeah. biohacking. I do stuff there. Um, I did gift ideas videos. So I, I did a video. I searched the SEO gift ideas for him, found it, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to go around my house and just pick up like headphones and like some books because I'm a guy. So yeah, I got yeah. And I'm going to sit down and be like, hey, you want some gift ideas for um, the man in your life or whatever? Yeah. And I went through this video. It's almost a million views now. It's like six years old. Every Christmas, it still spikes. It still ranks. <laughs> sure. And, it's, and it still generates sales yeah. because people look for it throughout the year, but especially around the holidays. And so where this really began to take off was video and tech is my background. So I realized I've been doing video since 2003. Early on when I started my business, I took a loan. I bought a bunch of equipment. And especially for any photographer, videographer, coder anybody you can always talk about your tools yep. everybody else in your industry are, are wondering what your tools are so i started talking to either about tutorials how to use cameras lenses or like what's the best camera for youtube in fact to this day that's probably an infamous uh series for us because if you type in best camera for youtube we might rank not just in the first one but we, we probably have 10 videos on that page yeah. over the years and so that find something that's work that works and and keep working it and so Do my more first of payment <laughs> Off of Amazon uh, affiliates, I'll never forget, was $2.10. Wow. Retire, you know, pay for college with that, right? Try. Mm -hmm. So not much, but I was so pumped. It was probably, it's probably the favorite money I've ever received because <laughs> it's the I was framed like, money on the wall. Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. It was $2.10 more than my neighbors made online that day, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that most people even knew was happening. So I was like, okay. If I get better at this, scale this and do more of this. So that was the first thing. And I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and growing the channel. Think Media, by the way, was um, 16,000 subscribers when I lost all of my clients at the oh, end wow. of October 2015. Yeah, it was, it was a baby. It's just a baby. And it was 20,000 by January. But we had already were making about four or 5,000 a month on Amazon. YouTube ads is just a couple hundred. But that was a right, it replaced that initial income. Just 
playing smarter without necessarily even having to have like the tripling or quadrupling of volume that was being reflected in your paycheck. Yep. And so, and what I love about ranking videos is the leverage. That's yeah. why I love YouTube the most. I think it's irresponsible for any entrepreneur not to be on YouTube because it's the best platform. I mean, I'll fight anybody on that. Reason why is other social media platforms, I still use them. You know, I like them, but I call them the social media hamster wheel. Yeah. Because my gosh, you're supposed to post like nine, noon, three, and six on Facebook every day, 20 tweets a day, pin all day, pin, 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 a uh, couple posts on LinkedIn a day. I'm supposed to story now. So now I got a story 10 times a day on Instagram. If I'm still on Snapchat, I got to snap 20 times a day. Oh, I'm supposed to post in my feed three times a day on Instagram too. Oh, I should go on live on Instagram today as well. I need to go live on Facebook today as well. My gosh. And none of that stuff has any shelf life. Yep. Like, and let, you know what I mean? It, it was relevant for like four to 24 hours. And now it's gone forever. Meanwhile, it's burnout city. It's burnout city for sure. It's the hamster wheel. Yep. Exhausted. Pin, yep. pin, 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 post, post, post. Meanwhile, it's like if you put out a quality YouTube video that ranks in search, I got videos that are four years old that are still yeah, being watched. It's all about the search. And I started, Second largest search engine in the world. 100%. But uh, all that to say is posting all that stuff. And, um, and so I loved YouTube. And so I also felt like a YouTube video was like an employee that you pay once, but then works for you for free for yeah. weeks, months, and years to come. Yeah. So entrepreneurs are always trying to figure out how to scale. And so that was, it was like, I'm just, I'm still a solopreneur, just my wife and I working from home, but each video built us a little more momentum. So through 2016, then it was like kind of working with an intern. Then it was like working with some other people. And during that time, um, a, basically a business partner of ours now, our chief operation officer, Heather Torres showed up in our business and started, I'll spare the story, but we had a great, you know, we met on Twitter. She and her family had moved to Vegas. There was some synergy there. She helped entrepreneurs create digital courses. Yeah. And I, and, and I was like, I know I need to do that because now I have built a full-time income off of just YouTube and affiliate marketing yep. and ranking. I want to yep. teach people how I do that. Yeah. And, but I feel so busy trying to do that. She's like, well, I could help you. I said, great. Well, I can't pay you yet though. I mean, how's that sound? She's like, great. And what we ended up doing was saying, she's a true entrepreneur as well is, well, we'll create this thing together. So she worked free for about six to eight months and, and we'll do a comp plan. We'll figure it out. So you take just as much risk as me. Cause I'm like, I don't know what this thing will sell. I don't know if it'll work. I don't know if we'll finish it. I don't know you, you know, like, yeah. but that was the beginnings. And so that was our first digital course. So it's, this is kind of a long answer to the question of, of finances, but then that would kind of be the second income stream. I've done a few brand deals, free products, sponsorships. It's never been a major thing for me. That's big for a lot of YouTubers. Oh, okay. Um, more the affiliate, more the YouTube revenue, and then um, the courses that you're selling. And and the thing is, the word for me is freedom. Like when you work with brands and sponsors, dude, it feels like bosses, man. Yeah. And I don't want ten we, to twenty bosses. We know a thing or two about that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I don't want thirty bosses a year. I like I like having my freedom. Yeah. And so affiliates is our freedom to do what we want. So affiliates uh, and YouTube. So now YouTube ads are pretty great for us. But I look at that number. It's like five six k a month without revealing my CPM, which is against the terms of service. Sure. So, um, which is amazing, but would be un, would be horrible to scale a bit. Like, oh, I'm like yeah. looking, there's no way we could have a team or yeah. anything that we're doing yeah. based off that. So YouTube ads, but then six figure, we'll probably do over 200 K just off Amazon this year. And we're about of 20, 20,000. We're about a part of 20 other affiliate programs. Okay. Digital courses scale big for us. Now we have about a couple, like two signature courses. We have a monthly membership, and a few smaller things as well. And that became the largest income stream for sure. Um, you know, where does our audience find that? 
Um, SeanCano.com, everything is there, first and last name, and yep. it's just the courses tab there. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, well... I could do this all day long with you because <laughs> you've got some great stuff to offer. And um, I think a lot of like crossover kind of um, just mentalities and stuff in the way that you approach your business, which I think is amazing. But we do have to wrap up. I do want to give you a copy of our book from Poop to Gold. Yes. Thank you so much. I can't wait to read it. And then also from our clients, we have a little gift bag here. But thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. It's been amazing to have you on. Um, again, if you guys want to follow Sean, uh, Think, Medi- Think Media on YouTube. Yes. Um, as well as your website. You could uh, repeat that again for him. SeanCannell.com. That's tough. I don't know if you'll get that, but you try <laughs> to Google it. And let me just say, Daniel, too, super inspired by you guys. You've, oh, thank you. No, I mean, you guys are legends for sure. And um, I can't even wait to dig into the principles of the book, but I've listened to your guys' talks, your keynotes, your workshops. And, um, besides the actual campaigns you do, or now the course and done for like everything you guys put out is quality, but it's legitimate stuff that will help every entrepreneur. So I really appreciate the value you guys are adding. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. So guys, remember to subscribe, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.